Sign up for Synchronicity University in November and choose your own tuition rate. Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of November 17, 2019. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. What an amazing week it is. We have an active and fabulous sky playing out for us right now. And there are big moves taking place and big blessings said to be had. Let's start with the big moves. Well, look, Mercury is going direct this Wednesday, give or take a day on either side, depending on where you are on the planet. This is phenomenal news because on the one hand, Mercury direct, right? It is always a relief when we start to feel that sense of a shift and that sense of a momentum where it comes to our perceptions and our communications. Now think back to what was taking place right at October 15. Now again, you wanna give or take a day on either side, but that is when we had Mercury enter shadow. And as Mercury entered shadow, we began a journey, okay, which is called the Mercury retrograde season. It was Halloween when Mercury went retrograde, so began to retrace the steps of the shadow. And now, here's Mercury standing still in the sky and moving forward exactly where Mercury was way back in the middle of October. Mercury has returned to that very place, but now will encourage us to see it differently, to see it more clearly. And from there, from that place of honesty, be able to decide the best way forward for us. It is gonna be now as Mercury moves forward that Mercury will retrace these very steps for the third and final time, the sidewalk, if you will, as I like to call it. Whenever we have a retrograde season, it is like a sidewalk in the sky. And that planet enters shadow, walks down that sidewalk, goes retro, walks back over that same block on that sidewalk, and then goes direct and walks again for a third and final time. So as Mercury goes direct now, we are gonna get a chance to see especially the last three weeks of Mercury retrograde differently, but this is one of the truly defining moments where very quickly so much becomes clear where maybe we didn't even realize we weren't seeing things as accurately as ultimately is gonna help us most. So now Mercury moves forward. And all of us with this Mercury retrograde season, well, we've had a few different energies playing out, helping us along. And it is Mercury since last week, effectively holding conversations with Pluto, with Neptune and with Saturn. And these conversations will peak once again, once we step into next week. But again, these conversations are holding, they're still active. All of us will be able to tap into a spirit of stability, transformation and inspiration. It's just that now what our pathway forward is, will become a whole lot more clear. Now, because this is happening in the sign of Scorpio, it is all about solving that mystery, understanding what's happening on a very deep level, uncovering the truth while well, Mercury going direct is absolutely gonna help us in that regard in at least one area of life, where it is that we are ready to appreciate things in a more stark and honest manner. This sky is gonna help us to do just that but it will also empower us forward and the empowerment is coming. The day before Mercury goes direct, 
Mars will move into the sign of Scorpio for a nice long stay the next month and a half. We will have Mars moving through the sign of Scorpio. Now this actually works very well because Mars is especially strong in the sign of Scorpio. It is Scorpio's ancient ruling planet and so is able to bring forward some of its better qualities, able to bring forward its qualities of inner resolve and a deep determination, a strength of perception and a bravery that reaches into our soul. It is Mars moving through the sign of Scorpio that invites us to truly consider where power lies, where power is authentic, and in our own lives, how to exercise our own power most effectively and most authentically. And so Mars as a planet likes to be in the sign of Scorpio. It's able to bring forward what the ancients called its night aspect, meaning it's more intuitive uh, and more depth of perception qualities to the planet Mars. Normally when we think of Mars, we think of this you know, very active principle, going out there, fighting for what you want. But there's another side. I do think that in our modern times with the modern ruling planets, what can happen is that the ancient planets can lose some of their subtlety. And in so doing, they lose a depth of appreciation that we can have for their energies. I remember someone once explaining how important it is for a surgeon to have Mars and Scorpio, that there's such a precision to this placement and ability to understand what stays and what goes and what it is ultimately that is going to be carved out and removed. And this is, of course, highly symbolic as well, right? What is it that ultimately we want to stay and what is it that we want to go? What is it that we want to transform on a very deep level? Where is it that we're understanding what is no longer useful to us and lovingly understand that sometimes we have to go through a process that may not necessarily be comfortable, but ultimately leads us in a direction of being better than we were before. This is true of a physical process. It's true of a psychological process as well. And it is Mars and Scorpio that is going to encourage us to, in some way, practice this sense of self-honesty for the purpose of transformation for the purpose of becoming a more authentic version of ourselves. What change is it that we are willing to work towards, but also work in a way that is truly effective and to be searingly honest with ourselves as to what it is that is going to be most effective. That is what Mars in Scorpio is gonna help us to do in at least one area of life. And in this way, this move is especially blessed. I was speaking recently with a friend who is a therapist as well, and she uh, told me something that I actually found remarkable. It really stood out to me. She was talking about how for so many years, decades really, psychologists, child psychologists were advising uh, the importance of praising what it is that a child may do as a way of you know, building confidence and, and raising them with a sense of accomplishment but in the last five years, uh, the research has turned that advice on its head. And what the advice has become is that it is more important to praise the journey. It is more important to praise 
the process that a child may go through in order to get to where it is that they do end up. And so it isn't necessarily about the outcome. It's more about how far it is that that child has come to get there and the work that they did along the way that is the thing to be praised. And I thought that this was so interesting. I thought it was fascinating. We think about the people who really inspire us most, right? Like cultural figures we can think about. And the people who repeatedly inspire us are those who came a long way, you know, who, who started from a place that maybe wasn't as empowered, but through that, through whether it is their work, whether it is their circumstance, uh, whether it is the way in which they utilized whatever opportunities were available to them, it is ultimately how far it is that that person comes that speaks to how much it is that they end up being an inspiring figure to perhaps their sphere of influence within their community, but certainly culturally, certainly to the masses. We admire more those people who had quite the journey to get to the place of success rather than those who necessarily were born into successful circumstances and then sort of built on that however much they did. So I found this so interesting in light of Mars, especially moving into uh, the sign of Scorpio, Mars having an association with childhood, but also with Mercury going direct. It is Mercury going direct in the sign of Scorpio that invites us to reconsider what it is we know about what works on a level of psyche, what allows us to create a positive set of circumstances. What is it that's gonna allow someone to be a most effective parent, to raise the kind of child, to sort of embed and imbue within that child the skills that they ultimately are going to need in order to go out there in the world and be, whether you wanna call it productive, Success itself is so highly subjective. What is it ultimately that defines success? It's not necessarily about how much money you make or all those other things that we think, but very often success is about how far it is that we come. The time that we put in ultimately is what determines the lengths with which we are able to travel. And so Mercury right now retrograde is inviting us to reconsider all those things that have made us who we are. And it is Mercury going direct that is going to give us those new perspectives. And it is Mars right now moving into the sign of Scorpio, especially, that is going to be a point of empowerment, whether it is us empowering the children in our lives or empowering ourselves, redefining ourselves. It's so easy to judge ourselves based on what we think other people are doing. But if it was that you were to take a moment to step back just a little bit and to consider where you started and where you are now, chances are you'll be able to see yourself with so much more love and to understand that in your own life and in your own way and according to your unique definition of success, you are in alignment with it. I do think that all of us have a story to tell, all of us, are able to inspire other people by the things that we have overcome, the things that we've realized, the things that we've felt. 
and it helps us ultimately to share that part of our journey. But of course you want to be in spaces where you feel safe to do so. It is Mars and Scorpio that's going to invite us to consider where it is that we can be a source of inspiration through the changes that we have made in our own lives. No matter where it is that we've been, no matter where it is that we have been before this very moment, that we are now at this moment, or that we may be in the next moment after this. There is something there that can inspire, that can help another, something that shows how much it is that we have transformed, that can empower another. Mars and Scorpio is about the change itself being a source of empowerment. This is an energy that reminds us that all of us have a strength deep within. And if it is that we are willing to change or even just appreciate the changes we've already been through, we can use that space of inspiration to be there to empower others as well. Of course, the big news this week, the big news that I know has all the glamour, all the attention that a lot of people are looking forward to, well, it has to do with the most romantic day of the year, as some people like to call it. It is the meeting of Venus and Jupiter in the sky. These two planets are meeting at the very end of the sign of Sagittarius. As we start this week, we are doing so with just about two weeks left of Jupiter moving through the sign of Sagittarius. So it has been just over a year now that Jupiter has been moving through this part of the sky. It's been different for everybody, but as a collective, certainly we've been encouraged to expand our understanding of each other, of our place in the world, of the law, of politics, of borders as well. We have been encouraged in our own lives to expand our philosophical perspectives in at least one area of life. But more than that, right, it is Jupiter that is considered a higher benefit. It is a source of blessings. And wherever Jupiter goes, it brings blessings into that area of life. And all of us have been on a journey over the course of the last year, expanding one area of life more and more, maximizing our blessings. There have been some disappointments. Jupiter has, after all, had some moments connecting with Neptune in connections of some tension. But for all of that, there's also been a lot of progress as well. So in some way, I think of Venus meeting Jupiter in the sky now, just before Jupiter changes signs, as a cherry on top. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, it is in some ways kind of a final reward, but for others, it's going to be awareness. It's going to be a sense of appreciation and gratitude, perhaps the kind of gratitude that moves you very deeply that reminds you and, and helps you to appreciate just how far it is you have come over the course of the last year, where it is that there have been gains. Sometimes it is the case that we are so close to where it is that we are hoping to make progress that we forget, or we just don't have that moment of perspective to appreciate that there actually have been gains, there have been blessings, there have been changes. Well, Venus is considered a lower benefic in comparison to Jupiter as a higher benefic, as the ancients called it. And these two planets getting together in and of themselves do maximize blessings, but it also maximizes our awareness of blessings. It brings emotion very much to the surface. And I think a lot of us out there, some of us, 
And they find ourselves, on the one hand, becoming very determined, very passionate, very enthralled by where it is that progress has been made. But also, this is just energy of celebration, of joy, of expansion. And if you are one of those people who feels as if you really want to understand how it is that Jupiter's blessed your life because you're really not seeing it just yet, first of all, I would be surprised because Jupiter is quite strong in the sign of Sagittarius, but it is going to be Venus now that helps to bring that appreciation home and helps to just bring forward that much more blessings to us now. The other thing I really love about this energy though, as I said, in and of itself, Venus, romance, Jupiter maximizing the romance, the most romantic day of the year. I think a lot of us out there, given that this is Sagittarian energy, it tends to be big, we are gonna want big love. We're gonna wanna feel high and delighted and a sense of celebration and adventure tied into our romantic expression at this time. You know, there are times when, you know, I say sometimes not the time for a romantic surprise or not the time for grand romantic gestures. This is not that. This is the time for that. Big romantic gestures, very much a part of this energy. So this energy is going to perfect at the very end of this week for some people on the planet, the energy will perfect at the very beginning of next week. Now, regardless of what it is for you, because this energy is considered so big, we'll be feeling it grow more and more as we move later and later into the week. And you can tap into it more and more as we progress later and later into the week as well. This is ultimately energy that also invites us to enjoy life, that there's always something to celebrate and to expand our horizons, our inner and outer horizons as well. This can be a love for law, a love for truly philosophical considerations. And it may surprise us how we turn ourselves into, perhaps in a very spontaneous moment, we may find ourselves turning into a sage, bringing forward our more philosophical self for other people, finding ourselves able to connect heart and wisdom and to be able to share that. But that is part of the gift of this time. It is ultimately in sharing what it is that we have, the wisdom that we have, that very often we realize that we even have any wisdom to give. Well, it is now in social situations and relaxed moments and joyous moments that we're able to bring forward this very spirit of connection and of contemplation, the kind that ultimately unites us to each other. Now we know that it is gonna to be towards the end of this week that kind of officially kicks off uh, celebration season, right? If I remember correctly, I think American Thanksgiving takes place uh, right under the light of this conjunction. And I think what perfect timing, how welcome can this be? Uh, I've been seeing a lot of different people online kind of talk about how important it is for families to come together with a spirit of love and acceptance, especially at this time. Uh, and again, I know, I think it's American Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. And it is one of these sort of cultural moments where families are said to get together. Well, a lot of us and a lot of people have families that don't necessarily have the same opinions. We don't necessarily see things the same way and maybe Sometimes we judge the people closest to us most harshly. 
And then there are also times when really families have not necessarily been a safe space for some people out there. And so we choose our families. We choose places and spaces where we feel most at home. Well, regardless of what that may be for you, it is now with this beautiful energy of Venus and Jupiter that we are invited to bring a spirit of love where there are differences, to accept people who have very different political opinions uh, than we may have, very different legal opinions for that matter than we may have as well, different education levels from different cultures and different places in the world, to come together and share love. And the intention of love and sharing love can be more than enough to maximize it for us now. Now, an interesting thing as well, if you are so inspired, if you are so inclined, this coming weekend, so at the very end of this week and the very beginning of next week as well, it can be a really good time to plan some sort of meditation for world understanding, for world peace. Normally, we think of the energy of Pisces as connected to peace, and it is in its own way. But it is the energy of Jupiter meeting Venus that brings that peace to our heart, that makes it more personal, that allows us to pray or meditate or affirm or set the intention or align with the energy of peace, however it is that we understand it. Wherever it is that we are hoping that the world comes together, it is this energy that can help to ensure the world does come together in a spirit of love. And we can be part of that. We are part of that, actually. I'm reminded of, and you know, if you've been watching me for a while, I talk about the ideas of Ibn Arabi quite a bit. And that is because I did my dissertation, my master's dissertation on Ibn Arabi, and that was so hard. <laughs> like, let me tell you, it was very tough, that educational journey that I undertook. Um, and a little bit of a side note, one of my very dear professors recently came out with a new book. Uh, it's called Enchantment in the Modern World, if I remember correctly, that's the name. And I did share it in uh, on the community posts within YouTube and on different social media as well. My very dear professor, Patrick Curry, is absolutely brilliant. Uh, and he uh, was someone who really impressed uh, so much of the importance of astrology in the world and, and what we're doing from a philosophical perspective much more clearly than I understood before. So that is something I'm, I'm gonna encourage you to look into if you are so inspired to look into some of his work. He really is very brilliant. But having said that, I do remember that uh, MA program, that year was very tough. And it was uh, my final dissertation that I wrote on the work of Ibn Arabi, and I remember praying and, and doing these meditations and connecting with the spirit and kind of saying, okay, if you help me get this, this MA, if you help me pass, um, I will talk about you as much as possible. Like that is my sole promise to the soul and the spirit of the work of Ibn Arabi. And so I have mentioned him quite a bit. I do from time to time talk about some of his ideas um, because personally as well, they've been so meaningful and so profound in my own life. So one of his key ideas that really um, changed me, changed my life in, in meaningful ways, was this idea of the magnificent breath. This idea that 
the divine, right? Whether you want to call it love and wisdom, like I like to call it, whether you want to call it divine energy, the universe, God, or just love, however it is you understand it. That energy is a living, breathing thing. And it is we as people who are essentially, we comprise the lungs of that very energy, that energy that I like to call love and wisdom. And it is in us living our life and experiencing all the things that we do, feeling all the things that we do, that the energy of love and wisdom expands, it grows, it experiences itself in a way that it would not have been able to had you not been there to experience that exact emotion, that exact experience, that exact elation, that exact sadness, that all of it is sacred. All of it is part of what Ibn Arabi called the magnificent breath. And it is that energy of love and wisdom or the divine or God uh, or the universe, however you wanna call it. It is that energy that is ever expanding, it is ever growing and it is ever wanting to know itself in new ways through us and through our existence. And I actually believe that enlightenment, you know, however we understand that in our own imperfect way, enlightenment is essentially the awareness of that breath, the awareness of how we are that breath. We are a little part of the lungs of this very divine energy. And so with this beautiful meeting of Venus and of Jupiter, my hope for us is that we are able to see that very intricate tapestry play out, that we are able to appreciate our own selves from our heart, from the perspective of love as an expression of love, that everything we experience is ultimately a part of our journey towards greater love and greater wisdom or towards embodying the energy of love and wisdom more fully or towards enlightenment itself. I know that's a lot to ask for a connection of Venus and Jupiter, but it absolutely, with our intention, can be part of us embodying and moving towards enlightenment that much more. And where it is that we bring love and understanding to others, especially those very different from us, whether in idea or opinion or in terms of where it is that they come from, wherever it is that we are willing to bring that spirit of love and understanding to them, well, we ultimately allow ourselves to experience ourselves as divine energy that much more. What I love about this week for us, of course, it's Venus meeting Jupiter in the sky. Yes, all that other stuff is fascinating, is beautiful, is encouraging, but it is that connection of Venus and Jupiter that is the cherry on top to a year of blessings and a year of truly understanding ourselves more expansively and understanding that there's always something to be happy about, to be enthusiastic about. That's ultimately the higher understanding of the energy of Sagittarius, which has only been magnified thanks to having its ruling planet in its sign, having Jupiter move through the sign of Sagittarius. It is the understanding that all of our life and all of its moments have something within them to celebrate if we're willing to see it from a perspective of heart. And at the same time, look, on a very literal level, this is the most romantic day of the year. 
And so wherever it is in your life that you want to experience love, platonic love, familial love, romance as well, well, chances are you have the universe very much on your side to find reasons to be in an absolute spirit of love. And if you like wisdom as well. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I absolutely love reading you guys. And of course, if you want to know how all this wonderful stuff, how Venus meeting Jupiter in the sky is going to speak for you and your sign, how Mercury direct and Mars in the sign of Scorpio is going to speak to you and your sign. Well, you can log on to NadiaShaw.com, sign up to be one of my superstars. Superstars get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week, unlimited access to special horoscopes and more. All of this in the superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there. The next session of Synchronicity University is right around the corner. The winter session is coming up. And of course, if you sign up in the month of November, you get to choose your own tuition rate as low as $5 a class. And thank you so much to all the students who've already signed up or who've taken classes with me before. We just finished the autumn session. It was so much fun. I absolutely loved spending my Saturday afternoon with you guys, all of you. And these classes in the winter session that is going to be starting in January, well, they were all chosen by you guys. They were chosen. I put something online. I said, hey, what do you want to learn? And these were some of the top uh, requests that came in. So for the winter session that starts in January, we will have the first class on Venus. I'm really looking forward to talking about Venus. That's going to be a lot of fun. Venus in the astrology chart. We will have uh, part two of Pluto and Jupiter, respectively, where we'll be looking at aspects and transits of Pluto and Jupiter. We will have one class on lunar mansions, a very important uh, consideration in astrological magic, but we'll be looking at it from its magical perspective and psychological perspective as well. And we will also have, of course, a class on chart rulerships, which is going to be a lot of fun, looking at what it means when the ruling planet of the chart is in a different house. Now, the only prerequisite really in order to keep up, you should be familiar with uh, the basics of astrology that are in my first book, Astrology Realized. And as long as you have that, you'll be able to keep up and enjoy yourself. All my previous classes, and there are quite a few, well, they are available for download at synchronicityuniversity.com. And you can sign up. And if you do so in November for the winter session, you can choose your own tuition rate. And I hope you absolutely love the classes. And I look forward to seeing you in class. My new book, The Body and the Cosmos, The Body and the Cosmos, it is available for pre-order now on Amazon. The official launch date is December 9, at which time the ebook and the hard copy book will be available everywhere. Booksellers everywhere will have this available. And so if you buy the pre-order, the ebook, first of all, you get a big discount that all happens through Amazon. And if you do that pre-order from Amazon and you forward us the receipt, then it will be on launch day on December 9 that you will get the meditations in this book as audio downloads for free as a thank you gift. So if you would like those meditations uh, and those downloads that are written in this book, so if you're good, you know, just reading a meditation 
and uh, you're able to integrate it, that's wonderful. Uh, that is always my hope with this book. But if it is that you would like to actually be guided through the meditations, 12 meditations, one for each sign, um, then the audio download for the meditations could be useful to you. There's music and everything. I did produce them. I hope that you absolutely love them. Just remember to forward us the receipt because I don't have any way of knowing what purchase you made on Amazon. I don't know who it is that's purchasing books. Uh, so yes, send us the receipt. And this book, The Body and the Cosmos, it is um, a philosophical, astrological exploration of our physical and spiritual self. And it has been getting really great reviews. Thank you so much. If you have already gotten the advanced copy, and you are one of the people who've been contacting me and saying, I love your book. How about leaving a review on Amazon as well? I would really appreciate that. And of course, this book, it is very near and dear to my heart. And thank you. Just thank you, everybody, for the love and the support and the encouragement and all the wonderful uh, ways in which you continue to encourage me and inspire me. And this book is one manifestation of that. So thank you. The other announcement I wanted to make was from my sponsor, Coggle Jewelry. Uh, they really have been so great to be partnered with. And they are doing really a lovely thing. They're giving away 30 pieces of jewelry uh, to people in need, to people who couldn't otherwise afford their jewelry. And so if that is something that you'd like to learn more about, uh, you can click on the link in the description below. That'll take you right to the page to learn more about uh, their giveaway of 30 pieces of jewelry to people in need. And thank you so much to them for doing that. I think that's very special. I have my own piece, uh, one of their pieces that I absolutely love. I have it on my altar. It has deep significance for me. So other people being able to have that, a piece of jewelry with that spiritual significance, I think is just so lovely. So again, to learn more about that, click on the description below. Live events. I've got lots of live events coming up in 2020. My calendar is filling up very, very fast. So January 11, I will be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm going to have a book signing, a book launch party uh, that takes place early in the morning, 9.30 a.m. And that is free to attend. I will be there. I might do a short presentation, but mostly I'll be signing books and taking selfies and uh, I'll try to bring cupcakes as well. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Thank you so much to the NCGR group of South Florida for hosting that for me. And they're also hosting a talk and a workshop as well on the same day. If you come to the book signing, you can stay for one or the other or both or not, and that's okay too. Uh, but they are going to be actually hosting a talk from Earth to Air, the 2020s. So that's gonna be a lot of fun, a lively talk in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we're looking at past lives in the astrology chart workshop. And thank you again. I'm so looking forward to being in Fort Lauderdale in South Florida. Uh, we're gonna really enjoy ourselves. And then right after that, the next day, I will jump on my very first cruise boat and be part of a cruise event uh, that is uh, featuring world-renowned astrologers. I really feel so lucky and excited to be a part of this event. And it is called Love, Joy, Hope, and Transformation. And we've got over 60 people signed up. And very recently, just the other day, two more people signed up, like sort of last minute, I'm gonna do this kind of thing. And I appreciate you. I appreciate each and every one of you 
who are part of this event. And if it is that you feel inspired to take on this adventure of being on a cruise uh, with like-minded people, with other astrologers, having a lot of fun together, going around, having port stops in Mexico and the Bahamas, well, you would be very welcome to join us as part of our group. And you can click on the links below. Some upcoming dates, I do wanna give you a little bit of heads up. The last uh, weekend of March, I will be in Istanbul. Again, I'm really excited about that. The first weekend of April, I will be in Bangkok, Thailand. So excited to be back there. I absolutely love Thailand so much. And then in May, I've got a few events playing out in May. In the middle of May, I think it's the second Saturday in May, I will be speaking with Astrology Toronto. I'll be back in my hometown for that. And it is gonna be Memorial Day weekend. I will be in Seattle with the Norwat Conference immediately after Memorial Day weekend, the last Tuesday, and then the following Saturday of May, I think that Saturday is in May as well, but it might be at the very beginning of June. Well, that is when I will be with the NCGR Stargazers group in Las Vegas. I'll be back in Las Vegas. I absolutely love Vegas so much, so I'm looking forward to that as well. And then in September, I will be in Colorado. It'll be uh, very exciting. So my calendar continues to fill up so much but I'm really looking forward to all of it. Looking forward to meeting friends and fans in person and in real time. Just a quick reminder, in any of the cities that I'm gonna be in, I will be doing consultations, in-person consultations. So if you wanna sit down with me and have me look at your chart and answer your questions right there, sitting together, I'm very happy to do that. Just use the contact form on my website and we can make that happen. And I do want to give you one other very quick uh, preview or heads up. Um, as you may know, if you've been watching me for a while, every year I only have two sales, and that is the anniversary sale and the Cyber Monday sale. So this year I'm thinking about actually extending the Cyber Monday sale into Black Friday weekend. I think that that can be really cool as well to do that. And so if it is that you are waiting for discounts or hoping for that, uh, I would invite you to be on my newsletter, be on the lookout because this Black Friday weekend that happens at the end of the month, there are gonna be some very big announcements and very big things being offered, big discounts offered and, and all of that. And then even further ahead, December 9, is when I'll be launching all kinds of new things, so that'll be fun as well. So there's so much to look forward to. We don't have to wait till 2020 for all the fun to begin. It happens right now. And, uh, and again, thank you. Thank you for being part of my sacred journey and having me as some part of yours as well. Thank you again for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.